0: Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey, 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 mamas. What's going on? Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. This is episode four, and today we're going to be talking about how to set a foundation of peace in your home. And it's so crazy that I happen to be recording this episode in the midst of a pandemic right now, even though I planned this content a long time ago. Um, right now, we are all inside of our homes, unable to go anywhere unless absolutely, absolutely necessary. Um, the coronavirus pandemic has changed our lives as we know it. And as mothers, I believe it is such an imperative time to be looking inward and strengthening our foundation so that we can be prepared to be outward again when the time comes. What do I mean by outward though? What, What does that really mean when I say prepare to be outward again? I mean when life is go, 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 When we are waking up at 5 a.m. to get the kids to daycare by 7 so we can get to the office by 8, work a full day, then come home, do the whole evening rush situation, dinner, bath time, bedtime, laundry, the craziness, that never-ending hamster wheel that we have a tendency to be on and never get off. I know times right now are really crazy, too, and I know that you might be feeling like you're on a hamster wheel in your own home right now, and I don't want to dismiss that at all. Um, I totally get that you know so many of us are working from home trying to manage schooling our children working from home being at home with our spouses and it feels like that's even more busy or more of a hamster wheel if you um, if you will than maybe the previous lifestyle Um, however you know, this time at home while you're at home is such a good time to get you and your family to the place where you are all running like a well-oiled machine so that when it is time to be back on again, like in the real world, whenever this, this quarantine, this pandemic shifts back to, or, you know, we don't really know what our new normal is going to look like after this. We know that the repercussions are going to be, um, you know, are, are going to be, you know, long lasting and kind of like a ripple effect for several months, maybe even years to come. However, we do know that at some point we are going to kind of get back out into the world. Businesses are going to be again, opening up again, daycare, schools, etc. So when it's time to be back on again, when it's time to be, you know, away from your kids, sending them to school, um, you know, back to getting, you know, into the churches and back to your regularly scheduled scheduled, that's not a word, scheduled <laughs> regularly scheduled programming. Um, your home or your foundation, is like I like to call it, is solid. That is so important that your foundation is solid and and that's true re- pandemic or not. It just so happens that while recording this episode, if you're listening to this during the coronavirus pandemic, you're kind of at an advantage to really begin to, in a way almost be forced to take a look at how your foundation, how your home, how your family is running, and patch up all of the cracks, patch up all of the gaps in that foundation and work on those routines and those systems and that organization within your home that you did not have an opportunity to work on before, um, or not even have an opportunity to work on. But also you're being, it's because you're at home, it's, it's getting revealed to you what needs to be worked on. Maybe things that you weren't able to see before, or you maybe knew existed, but because of the busyness of life and because be spending more time out of the home than maybe inside of the home. Or even if you are a mom that is currently in the home most of the time before, even prior to the pandemic, perhaps your spouse is always out of the home and now he's in the home. And, you know, even not being able to take her kids places, whether it's part-time preschool or activities or high, uh, um, what are they? Um, I'm sorry. I just started homeschooling and I'm forgetting the name of the, the group, the co-op, you know, whether it's co-ops or dance classes or whatever that might look like. Um, still, this is still not normal. So regardless, with everyone being home all the time, not able to go anywhere, you are now um, kind of holding a mirror up to your foundation and you're being able to see like, oh, okay, these are some issues that either we didn't know that we had or we knew we had. We were kind of able to put off a little bit because life was so busy, but now that life is really stopped and we're all at home together, we're all really forced to figure out What's working and what's not working, and we have a choice to make. We can either be frustrated and and and, you know wish that we just we just kind of walk around miserable, or we can really take the time as use it as a gift to really work on that foundation and building and patching those cracks in our foundation. What do I mean when I say foundation? I mean your home, your marriage slash family, and I and I say slash because both separate entities and working together because your marriage is an entity apart from your kids, but also the way that your family runs, you, your, you and your spouse with your children and how you all run together as a team with how you're parenting, etc., and how your marriage is reflected onto your children, all those kinds of things that, that is an entity in its, um, itself as well. So your marriage slash your family being two separate entities and then working together yourself, of course, um, And how everything works together and for each other instead of against each other. So again, that's your home, your home being how your home is serving you, your physical space, whether or not your physical space is set up to really serve you and your family well, or whether your physical space is set up to actually add more chaos to your life, your marriage, how well your marriage, your, you and your, you and your spouse being on the best possible foundation and a solid rock that you can be on and making sure that you guys are on one page one team one dream kind of situation going on making sure that you guys are serving each other's needs well having you know those those lines of communications being opened up even more so than probably usual um, so important so necessary so your fo- your marriage is a part of your foundation and again how your family operates as a whole so you your spouse your kids everyone working together and of course and you can even take that as a little bit of a separate, separate entity as well. And, um, your kids and just the management of your children specifically, um, is a part of that foundation and kind of like a little sub, a sub entity, if, if you will, with, with that. So, um, really making sure that everything is working together and for each other and everyone is working together and for each other instead of against each other. That's how you build a solid foundation. Um, when you're, when you feel like you're on a hamster wheel of never ending overwhelm and feeling like you're just frustrated with all of this chaos, more often than not, the root of your problem lies in a gap or two in your foundation, you know, your family, your home working against each other instead of for each other. Um, this could practically look like, again, the way your home is set up. So that's a lot of clutter. That's whether things are organized or disorganized, um, your family's routines or lack thereof, the way that you all you know operate within certain t- times of the day, certain, um, certain, certain, I was gonna say areas of your day, but uh, ch- chunks or categories of your day, if you will. So you know how your family's running at breakfast time, lunchtime, dinner time, etc., bedtime. Um, are you all on the same page? Is is there a disconnect anywhere, or does it feel like everything just kind of in a frenzy, or are you all really? Running together and working together like a well-oiled machine and making sure that everyone's kind of um, eyes are on the prize together and everyone has the same missions and values and goals that they're that they're achieving as a result of your routines being, you know, working for you. So, um, again, your home being set up in a way that serves you um, the clutter, um, getting rid of the clutter, really organizing your space in a way that actually makes sense for the way that your family runs is so, so, so key. And, um, your family's routines, if you don't have any routines, that's actually establishing some routines. And if you, if you have routines right now that they're just not working very well, or maybe not everyone's on the same page, then really working together to, to, um, to really, you know, fix the routines or find out what may not be working and figure out how you can come up with a solution for that. Um, and also you're planning an organization behind managing your home, how your family, um, works together to, plan and organize the different things that have to happen? Are you all working together when it comes to meal planning and organizing and grocery shopping and, um, and household management, laundry, cleaning of certain rooms and areas, etc. and really having a solid footing on all of those types of things as well. Um, really creating systems to really make sure that, um, your home runs smoothly. So it's not another thing that you have to think about. And then also, of course, making sure that your own needs are met and that your cup remains full spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. What systems and routines and plans do you have in place for yourself? And also, are you and your family on the same page with your own self-care and each other's self-care? Are you and your spouse on the same page with his self-care, your self-care, et cetera? And making sure, of course, your kids' needs are being met as well. A solid foundation is key. Pandemic or not. In order for you to intentionally and joyfully fulfill the missions that God has called you to, a solid foundation is key. It just so happens that since we are in the middle of this pandemic, we are, you know, essentially being forced to stay home. So we're getting up close and personal. Um, We're getting that up close and personal look into how solid our foundation really is. God often uses difficult circumstances to strengthen us and show us some of those laws that we'd so love to pretend don't exist. A really good example of this that I've experienced in my own life since um, the coronavirus pandemic has started is just, you know, and I'm sure anyone who is married um, that is listening can relate to this, is having more talks with my husband about how we weren't serving each other to the best of our ability. Since we've been around each other 24-7 and we've been navigating our roles in caring for the kids, growing our careers, keeping our marriage Sparky, I made up a word, sparky, (laughs) you know, keeping the sparks flying or keeping the sparks alive, keeping it sparky, keeping it sparky and making sure our personal needs are are met. Um, It began to hit us square in the face, just how much we were neglecting to serve each other and put each other first. Praise God for awareness and growth and solutions. Praise God for the time to actually get down to the root of our problems and work to create change so that we come out better. This time together is bringing to the surface all those gaps that we just weren't aware of. And while it can be frustrating or even painful in the moment, it is so good that we have the awareness and time to work on these things so that we continue to solidify our foundation. Another part of your foundation that may have a lot of gaps in it that you weren't as aware of, or maybe you were aware of this, but you just never addressed it because life are the gaps in your physical home. Like I mentioned before, the clutter, the disorganization, etc. Suddenly being home all the time, you may be realizing just how much your home doesn't serve you. Clutter is everywhere. You're drowning in toys. Laundry's always piling up. You feel like it always takes forever to clean your home. It leaves you no time to focus on anything else. You feel like you're just constantly spinning in circles and you're... You just really have no handle on, on the household. Either it gets put off or it's always piling up on you. Household management is one of those, really, it's like the bane of every mother, really every adult parent existence, but really moms, because we really put most of these tasks on ourselves. Usually that's usually the story that's kind of happening there. Um, And I mean, household management in general is, is, is difficult. It's hard. I mean, I, I have struggled with it in the past. That's how I really came up with my own solutions and systems to make household management so much easier and so much more um, simplified so that it doesn't take over my life. And it's no longer something that makes it as a burden for me. Um, and the, the clutter and the, and the disorganization in your home really feeds into that. So if you're feeling like you can barely keep up, usually, the 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 root of the problem with the home is your actual physical space and whether or not it is um it is organized in a way that will actually allow you to kind of thrive within your home if you will um Now, by the way, if you're listening to this after the coronavirus pandemic and things are back to normal, as far as quarantine is concerned, this all still applies. So keep listening. Definitely keep listening. Okay. So, you know, one of the main cracks in most families foundations, the way their physical space is set up. So if you have too much stuff, of course, and I know that, you know, decluttering and minimalism and all that jazz has been, it's been a trend for quite some time now and it's something that I really began to explore just before it became a trend. I actually kind of explored it. I began to explore it um, a little accidentally, actually, because it was it started off when I was pregnant with my first child and I was, you know, I had a limited budget, so I wanted to make sure that I was getting a maternity wardrobe that I'd be able to wear really just over and over and over again. So I was like, Okay, well if I keep it super minimal, I just, you know, get very basic colors have to just, you know, essentially mix things up. I would of course, you know, get, I was pregnant in the winter So it allowed me to get, you know, a few long sleeve shirts, a few pairs of maternity leggings. I think I had like two pairs of maternity leggings, two pairs of maternity jeans and like four or five maternity tops. And I, I swear to you, like that was it except for my, uh, dress that I wore to my bridal, my bridal, just kidding, my baby shower that was it. And then I would use just like the cardigans that I already had, the blazes I already had, and just kind of wear it over that. And that was literally my entire wardrobe. And during that time when I was just wearing that wardrobe, I remember how easy it was to get up every day, get dressed, Never have to question, never have to wonder what I was gonna wear, or how I was gonna look. I always felt good because I made sure that the out that the items that I had were items that actually felt really good to wear and that I really enjoyed being in. So no matter what I put on, I loved what I wore. And it was mind-blowing for me. I was like, oh my goodness. Like before I had so many articles of clothing. And I was always just, you know making a big deal about what I was going to wear. I wanted to look fly. I wanted to, you know, I wanted my outfits to be really, really unique. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look cute or anything. I firmly believe in that. But of course there was always like, Oh, well, you know, I'm feeling like fatter this morning. I'm feeling more bloated this morning or, Oh, like, you know, of course, like shifting through, um, different fabrics, depending on the weather, just whatever that, whatever that looked like. And, and, um, I was always stressed out getting dressed in the morning. It was always a huge ordeal. Even if I put my outfit out the night before, I would still be stressed trying to put every little thing together and, you know, trying to match everything or, you know, whatever. And maybe I had a sweater that was dirty that was going to go with the pants I was going to wear because I'd have different colored pants. I would have like purple pants, guys. Like I was doing, I was really doing the most. Um, so when I, when I became kind of like a minimalist for the time being, when I was pregnant with my first and I literally just like woke up every morning, I got dressed so quickly. My time was just Cut down so much. I got out the door. It was so easy. Of course at the time I didn't actually have a kid to get out the door too, but still, but still I apply the same principles to my children's wardrobes. They all have a capsule wardrobe and it makes it so easy to get everybody dressed. It makes it easy. Now is it is it is it foolproof? Because I have little kids, so no, absolutely not. Like there's still, you know, there's still the diaper changes. There's still, oh, you know, she pooped and I gotta, you know, do extra stuff. Um, you know, there's still behavior problems that may arise when, you know, we're getting dressed or just little things like that. Of course, like it's going to take time to get kids out the door. Don't, don't get me wrong. And I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I promise I'll bring it back. Um, but still like. I I never question like what I'm getting my, it's just so easy. I have, I have very little clothes to actually choose from, from both of my kids, myself. I can go into my closet. I can pick an outfit so easily. Everything always goes with each other. I always feel like I'm going to look good no matter what I wear because I love all of my clothes and it's just super, super simple. So when I realized kind of like the, the weight that was lifted off my shoulders, when I, when I kind of went through that process, when I was pregnant with my first, and I was like, I just, again, I loved, I loved what I looked like. I loved what I wore. I loved how easy it was to get dressed. I love that I just had, it was one less thing to think about. And the mind space that it freed up was absolutely amazing. And just when I re or I had such an organized little like space for my maternity clothes, I wasn't, of course, at the time I wasn't in my other clothes, but I had this little organized space. So it just, it felt so freeing. So I realized as I looked up and realized what was going on throughout the rest of our house that we had so much stuff and it was so unorganized. And it wasn't as unorganized as some people, because I, I have a tendency to be naturally organized in general. I've always been kind of a type A. I've always kind of like liked to organize things, but um it, it wasn't everywhere in the house. We the, the family wasn't on the same page. You know, my stepson had his stuff everywhere, my husband had his stuff everywhere. We didn't really have a good systems in place for how the baby stuff was going to be stored. So when it was, came time for a diaper change, we were kind of like going every which way. We were getting new to cloth diapers. We were like, oh, got to grab this. Oh, gotta, "Oh crap, this is over here in this room. And, you know, one minute we're changing the, the baby's diaper in the bedroom. The next minute we're doing it over here. And, you know, we just had so many articles of clothing, so many blankets, so many things. It's everywhere, just everywhere. It was so overwhelming and so cluttered and so frustrating. And it just made everything take longer and it just added stress to everything so I say that to say like yes this has been a trend like the whole minimalism thing has been a trend but it's it's a trend for a reason it's a trend because it works it's a trend because it it really is so much of maybe not the exact root of stress like I don't believe it's the exact root because I believe there's so many other like everyone's Life is different. Everyone's situations are different. Everyone has, you know, there could be other traumas and other things that are going on, and personal things that you can have that could be going on in your life that are causing your stress and your chaos and your overwhelm. However, when you're when your home is set that is supposed to be your safe haven, it's supposed to be your foundation. It's supposed to be the place that you know that you can rely on. So, that when you are going out into the world and you're dealing with the world, things that you got to go deal with, you know, and you're, and you're, you want to be on mission, you want to be at your best self, but your home is so chaotic and you're starting your day and ending your day in complete and utter just overwhelm and, and just the opposite of peace, which is chaos. Well, well then, yeah, like that, that's, that is such a, that that would definitely be a, a huge trigger. It's a huge, 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 huge trigger for a lot of the chaos that, um, that we, that we deal with, especially as moms and especially with the mental load too that moms have with, you know, every time you enter in a room and you see 18 things that have to get done, all the toys that got to get picked up, the laundry that's got to get started, but then you start the laundry, but then you forget to finish it because you, you head over here and you remember this has to happen, like all those little things, all that mental load that we're here to conquer, we're here to conquer that mental load. And part of the way of conquering that mental load is setting your, your physical home, your physical space up in a way that eliminates that chaos, eliminates you from walking into a space and feeling like you have 18 things screaming at you at one time, demanding your attention. Okay. Your home should literally serve you in a way that's almost systematic. It's tailored specifically to your family's unique needs and rhythms to ensure maximum efficiency and success with everything that you do. Again, your home is your safe haven of peace as well as a space that helps you and your family live and thrive and coexist together. If your space is not doing that, that represents a crack in your foundation. Now, if you're nodding along with this right now, you might be being you might be feeling like, okay, yep, my life at home is on the hot mess express. this is you're hitting all of the little the little things right here, Caroline, like you're really really you know, bringing it out for me, <laughs> then it, first of all, that's okay. It's okay. It's it's okay. You know, this is not, This is, I'm never here to make you feel bad or guilty or anything. I'm here to help you and serve you and teach you. Um, and if you're feeling like that right now, then this is where I would start to attack this problem. Okay. This is one thing to identify the problem, but it's the next thing to, of course, have a way to be able to attack it and begin thinking very solution oriented and forward Thinking, I don't want you to get stuck in the, oh man, I have a problem. And now I'm more overwhelmed because I have something else to solve. And I understand I've been there. That is such an easy place to go. Oh man, another problem I have to solve. Man, overwhelm, 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 right? Right? Like there's already so much on our plate. So I don't want you to go there. Okay, so before you jump into feeling super overwhelmed or maybe trying to create a perfect routine or, you know, maybe trying to organize everything at once or anything along those lines, let's start with getting to the the very specific route of where your physical space is not serving you so that you can actually, um, you know, very strategically begin to look at that and create a solution that works for you, um. I don't want you to think that you have to organize your whole home from top to bottom tomorrow before you do anything else, because that's not realistic. We have kids, you know, we're moms, we have kids, we have work, we have all the things, right? So that's not realistic. But you can take a look at some main hot spots in your home that are causing the most chaos and choosing to attack them, um, you know, one at a time and calm some of that chaos that's in like some of those main hot spots. That's the best place to start for creating a foundation of peace that you can kind of really begin to, um, to do and, and receive some results you know, pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. So there's a couple ways that I like to identify some of the hot spots in um, our homes. And that's one is any place in your home that takes more than 10 or 15 minutes max to tidy up. I'm not talking about actual cleaning, like dirt, grime, you know, cleaning up after you've cooked and you're having to scrub down the stove because there's grease everywhere. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about tidying. So this can be, of course, toys. I know it's usually a really huge hotspot, toy rooms, et cetera. Or maybe like every time you clean up the toys, you just throw them every which way. Like there's no rhyme or reason to how they're actually being organized. So your kids are super overwhelmed too. Maybe just having too many toys. There's so many, there's so many options there. There's so many, um, you know so many things that that can be present with toys. I know that's a really big one for a lot of people. Um, anytime in your home that you're trying to handle home-related tasks and you feel an immense surge of overwhelm as a as a result is another one. So maybe it's laundry, maybe it's um, just really essentially maintaining the clutter in the home. Um, I know that moms like we tend to spend a lot of time in our kitchens. So if your kitchen feels like it's in just utter disarray, or when you're having to like you know. Um, put your dish, put your uh, groceries away when you come home from the grocery store. Something along those lines. If you're feeling a lot of overwhelm there, that can be an area of um, that can be a hot spot for you or an area of concern for you. You know, a lot of times, toys, kitchens have a tendency to be you know hot spots one and two. Um, but I also, I want you to you know really consider your nurseries, really consider your your diaper changing areas, really consider where do you have to take care of your kids the most. How does your kid's bathroom look? How are your things organized in your kid's bathroom? Is it easy to get your kids dressed? So also clothes too. I know is a really huge one. Um, so of course there's your clothes, but a lot of times starting with your kids' clothes is really what needs to happen. Your kids' clothes your kids grow so fast. They grow so 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 fast, right? So It feels like you're going through clothes all the time and then the old clothes just pile up and then you've got, you know, you've got an influx of gifts that you've, that you've received. You've got clothes that you buy. Really, they have so many clothes. Usually they don't even get to wear all of them before they've grown again. And so that is so overwhelming just to have like just bins of clothes or closets, closets stuffed with clothes. You, You barely know what you have. You're really kind of wearing the same thing over and over again. And that can be a really annoying, um, just annoying feeling to just feel like you're, you're just bombarded by all the kids clothes. So um, really paring down and organizing your kids clothes is going to be huge. I think for a lot of moms, um, because I know a lot of overwhelm, I, I, I definitely dealt with it as well. I was so overwhelmed by all the clothes that my kids had before, um, we really pared down and created a capsule wardrobe for both of my children. And again, now I have no issues. My baby, her clothes literally exist in two baskets, two baskets, And then the clothes that are too small are in a basket in her closet. And the clothes that are hand-me-downs from her sister that she's waiting to grow into are in another basket. And that is her, that, 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 and then a few things that are hanging in her closet that have to be hung, like the cardigans and the jumpers are that that's her wardrobe. That's it. Two baskets, two baskets and a few things hanging in her closet. That is her wardrobe. And that's how it's been since she came home from the hospital. My oldest child, um, very similar. She's got really one drawer of pants and shirts. And she's got, um, some, some closet, uh, things that are hanging that, that need to be hung, you know, because of quality. And, and that's, that's about it, you know, not including some accessories, but even then, you know, accessories were everywhere. So I had to really think about how do I want to store these things? How do I want to first pare down the accessories and store them in a way where I can see what we have at all times? I can see, you know, what, what we do have so that I'm not like either not ever using something. So it's getting wasted. It's just sitting there. It's buried somewhere. Um, or I think we don't have something. So I buy it again and come to find out we actually did have the item. Um, so really making sure that not only when you're paring things down, but when the things that are left, you are organizing it so that You know, you can see, you can open a drawer, you can see all the pants, you can see all the shirts, you can see everything really nice and neatly. You can see all the accessories. Your toys are are organized in a way where your kids can easily play with them and they can easily put them back. They're not, it's not overly complicated. It's not dump everything in a bin and walk away, but it actually You know, parts are together, puzzle pieces are together, things feel and flow really well. It's welcoming, it's inviting, it helps your children to play more independently. All those things really, really matter. When you're trying to get out the door, where's everyone's shoes? That could be a thing. Entryways. Entryways are huge. Now, granted, right now, we're not going anywhere. But when you are getting ready to get ready to get, getting ready to get ready to... This is real. This is a recording of (laughs) podcast. When you're getting ready to leave again, when we're going back to getting out there in the real world and we have to go to work or we have to take our kids to school. How chaotic is that? Where's everyone's backpacks? What's your system? What's your flow? Where are the shoes? Where are the jackets? Where are all the things? How is that everything lined up and ready to go so that getting out of the door is as simple as you can make it to be? Did I net say it was going to be easy because of course someone's going to have to go to the bathroom and someone's going to, you know, maybe fall. I don't want to say that someone's going to fall because I don't want to speak ill will of any sort of situation, but this is real life, you know, kids fall. Um, you know, but there's, there's, of course there's going to be, there's going to be frustrations. There's going to be a meltdown or something along those lines. Not every day is going to be peachy keen, but when you have your things that you, when you have the things that you can control working for you. Then those kinds of things that throw you, they they won't throw you off as much. The things that would normally set you to the roof, cause you to flip out, cause you to snap, cause you to get super stressed out and overwhelmed. You're already running 10 minutes behind. Now you're running 20 minutes behind because, you know, somebody had to go to the bathroom and you're getting frustrated because your kids are moving slow. That's because you weren't prepared and you weren't organized to set you and your kids up for success. When you control the things that you can control, the things that are out of your control become manageable and become, and become manageable. Not like do like more, I don't even like manageable. It sounds like you're just surviving. I mean, they become doable. They become things that you can handle with ease. They become things that you can handle with a smile on your face and with joy. They become moments of opportunity to connect with your children, to be able to learn with them, to be able to grow with them, be able to teach them instead of just becoming, Oh, I I sent my kids again. We started off, had a rush day, had a chaotic day and, and you know, all, you know, what broke loose. And that was, that was that that, that's, that's, that we don't want those environments, those atmospheres in our homes. I know none of us do. None of us do. And are those kinds of days and moments in are, are they inevitable? Absolutely. But do they have to be your, your norm? No, they don't have to be your norm. They shouldn't be your norm. They shouldn't be your norm. So bringing it back, the foundation is key. The foundation is key. The foundation is what you can control. The foundation is what you can do to set you and your family up for success. The foundation has to be solid. The foundation has to be solid. When that solid foundation happens, then so much else begins to click. Your routines will begin to run better if you've never had a routine before it'll become easier to create a routine you will create more space to be able to live to be able to do to be able to be a person to when people can come over again you'll be able to invite people over without having to you know run around like a chicken with your head cut off because because companies coming over you know you'll be able to host things you'll be able to be hospitable you'll be able to have a family movie night on a friday night without feeling like the world is coming to an end because you stopped you know, running your home for a minute, you'll, you'll be able to live. You'll start your days with ease and joy and intention. You'll enjoy getting your kids up in the morning instead of dreading it. That foundation has to be key though, because you're, you're taking, you're taking ownership of the things that you can control. So that when you are in go mode, when you're in mom mode, when you're in parent mode, when you're in work mode, when you're in whatever mode you have to be in, when you have to be on, the last thing you have to worry about is your home. The last thing you have to worry about is, is what's happening in your family. Cause that's on lock. When you got that on lock, then you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. Now, of course I've always said, and this, this podcast is for moms on a mission and that believe that they are on, they're on a mission from the Lord in their, in their calling as a mom and in their calling as insert whatever else you're called to here. So we are on mission for the Lord. So bringing it back to Jesus, cause I always said, I will never tell you exactly what to do. I don't have, I don't have, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say, you should minimize all these things down and only have 10 shirts. Like I'm never going to give you like that equation. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to teach you, but I'm also going to give you the tools to be able to teach yourself, right. And to be able to do things Um, and and really empower you and equip you to make these, um, to make these changes yourself, et cetera, through my teachings in this podcast. But I will always, always, always point you back to Jesus first. Okay. So let's bring it back to Jesus real quick. First of all, of course, we know that our, our our foundation with Jesus has to be solid. And that's part of our foundation, part of our foundation. A lot of times what distracts you from seeking the Lord will be that laundry, will be that thing that got to be cleaned up, will be that le- that mess that was left over from last night. You woke up early to, 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 to get in your word, but you came downstairs and toys were everywhere. So then you got distracted and you started cleaning and you started doing all these things and then boom, your kids are up, right? Like... Oh man, when our foundations are cracked, the devil likes to use those as 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 little distractions to really get you in there. Anything to separate you from seeking the Lord, anything to stress you out more. So really being on top of your foundation, being on top of your home, being on top of your family and, and really doing that extra work it puts you in the driver's seat and it and, and really brings the intentionality back to you it says hey you know I'm gonna do whatever I can to be intentional with these with these gifts and blessings that God has given me and these missions that God has called me to and I'm not going to let the devil try to distract me with the chaos because devil likes to bring in chaos he likes to bring in chaos that's why I said we are not called to live in chaos let me say that again we are not called to live in chaos. Chaos is a lie of the enemy. It's a lie of the enemy and we are called to live in peace. God is a God of peace. So if our lies are absolute chaos, then the devil is really trying it. So of course, seeking God first always. But then when we seek and we speak. So seek the Lord and then speak and say, you know what? I declare that chaos will not be a part of my motherhood journey. Chaos will not be a part of my home. Chaos has no place here. Chaos has no place here. Speak that, then act, then act. I was reading that at Acts this morning and the apostles spoke and then they act. They said, get up, and walk. And then they took the man's hand. That was he, I I forget. He was just a lame man. He was a lame man. Um, but they, um, but they took his hand and they stood him up and then they walked him into the church. So they spoke it and then they did the action to pick up the man. So that's what you got to do. OK, you have to speak it. You have to say, I will declare that my name, my motherhood narrative is changing. And then you have to do the work and do it in faith. OK, God gave you your home. God gave you your husband. God gave you your kids. And to steward those things well, it honors him to say, hey, how can I take this home and take back control and de- and 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 literally rebuke the chaos in this home? How do I do that? How do I say, you know what, this is not going to be my motherhood narrative. So this really honors the Lord and it frees up your mind and your spirit to be able to then go forth and be present and, and, and be intentional with the missions that he has called you to. But when you're so distracted with what's going on in your home and in the chaos that's happening in your home, then you cannot go forth and do those missions. So right now, if you're listening to this in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic right now, like right this second, then you have a unique opportunity that God has given you to look inward, come back in because a lot of the other no- the, the noise and the distractions have been canceled. Yes, we still have to work if you are so fortunate to still have your job. If you are an essential worker, I'm praying for you. I thank you for your service. I know you have got such a tough job right now. I know. I know right? I know that the days are still long. I am still homeschooling. I'm working. My husband is working. I'm recording this podcast at nine o'clock at night because that's when I record my podcast episodes because that's the only time I can guarantee silence. So I know, I know, I understand. However, there are no social engagements right now. However, Saturdays, if you're home on a Saturday with nothing to do, no better time than to patch up the cracks in your foundation. Church online. We're not getting up and getting and going to church at eight o'clock in the morning and staying all day till 3 a.m. Anymore anymore. You get to go and then you get to stop. You get to go to you literally get to go to Bedside Baptist for the next. Who knows how long take advantage. Take advantage of then. OK, after church is over and church was a couple of hours, maybe tops on my couch and I got the rest of the day. I don't got to go grocery shopping. I don't got to do all these things repair for tomorrow. We at home still. So while you're at home. Patch those foundation, patch that foundation, declutter something, get in your closet, get in your kids' closets, really take a look at where your foundation is not working for you and say, all right, I'm going to use this time to make sure that that part of the foundation that's cracked is patched before we leave this pandemic. And if you are listening to this, whenever this is over, who knows, it must be months or maybe even years from now, if you're listening to this and you have like, "Hmm, that was, that was a. Tough time back then. If you're at the point where you're listening to this and there's a back then, well then that must be you're from the future and please do tell us what it's like. What is it like out there a couple of years from now when you can say back then back then during the coronavirus pandemic, tell us what that's like. We'd like to know. Um but but in all seriousness, if you're listening to this and you're not quarantined, um, it's still important, it's still vital, and there's still time and there's still ways. There's still ways. Catching your foundation and ensuring a solid foundation in your home is vital to every single thing, every single thing that God has called you to Your foundation has got to be solid for sure. So, all right. All right, mamas. um, That's all I got for you today. That's all I got for you today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Um I'd love to hear what resonated the most for you. So of course, as usual, I'm going to put my little shameless plug in there for you to please take a screenshot of this episode. Let me know what resonated the most. Let me know what was your big aha moment. Take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at Caroline J Sumlin so I can know what are the things that are really resonating with you so I can know more content to create. I love being behind the mic. I love doing this. Again, this has been a dream of mine for a very long time. That's another story for another day. I will go into that later, but just know I'm just, I'm absolutely loving this and I'm grateful that you are here listening to this podcast. I do not take it lightly. Every single listener, I thank you. I thank you for listening. So please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, and also while you're at it, if you could just leave me a review, rate and review in iTunes and hit that subscribe button and tell your other mama friends to do the same. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for helping me spread my mission motherhood movement, if you will. And until next time, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.